Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. Hey, Clitorati. As you know, in season four, we're putting our asses on the line and exploring sex 3.0, the road to happiness. And we thought that that would be a beautiful challenge for each of us in the cast to choose our own path to paradise in the realms of sex, sexuality, and self-care to see what gems we could uncover for all you fabulous clitorati. Why? Because we love you. And we hope this inspires you to embark on your own journey to profound bliss and satisfaction in your own life. So today in the studio, we have our very own host, Lindsay. Hello. The delicious, the decadent, the wise, the beautiful, the angelic. Wow. The cunt. What a, fu- what a fucking intro. <laughs> what a reversal. <laughs> She's beautiful and a little cunty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, wow. It's so crazy. Like just hearing the intro, the road to happiness, the road to bliss, right? I've had some, ma- I mean, as the listeners, if they listen to the show regularly, you know, I've been through some massive transitions. Uh, ended a relationship about six months ago um, and learned a lot of lessons through the process of grieving that and getting getting over it and moving on and dating somebody new and all the fallout of um, of where you thought you were going and then having to pivot, right? So... I thought I was on a certain trajectory, right? So I like, you know, the initial breakup, I'm like having crazy sexcapades and I got to be wild, which was awesome. It was so fun. No regrets. <laughs> I mean, the naked bartending story is just freaking hilarious. I mean, yeah, I'll definitely at go. booty camp. I'll definitely go back to Burning Man. <laughs> no regrets there at all. Um, and really just being able to be free as a single girl and and not have shame around sex. I can't even tell you the experience that that was. It's the first time I've been able to not slut shame myself. Amen. Yeah, and to have power around that. Um, And and then I met someone, Mr. Wizard. (laughs) And um, we're not, I'm not, I don't know if I have commitment issues, but I'm not ready to like say he's my boyfriend yet. (laughs) Even though we basically act (laughs) like it. Well, Um, like it's been six months. Like Bernie Yang was like cloud nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now it's, it's kind of back to reality. And, um, you know, things are really going great with him. And, you know, ending a relationship, it really gives you the space to take a litmus test of every area of your life, right? Like what's working, what's not working. What did you put on hold? And something that I've really had to take a look at is like, I'm such an enabler. And in my last relationship, I put my career on hold. I allowed myself to be financially dependent on somebody without any sort of real commitment like marriage. I took on the mom role. Like, I really took on being the wife and of his three kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and managing the house. And that's what I spent my time doing. And I thought that I was investing in my future. So one of the, the most difficult things to getting over the breakup was realizing that my investment didn't mean shit anymore. All that, all my time that I had put into it didn't really fucking matter. And here, you know, he's very successful in business. So he can go off living his life, living in his big house by himself. And there I was living in my fucking mom and dad's house. 
as at 33 years old. And that was a huge blow to my ego. I was so disappointed in myself. And the biggest thing I realized was like forgiving myself for allowing myself to be in that position. And I remember I had this moment with my mom where she said something like, well, this never would have happened to me. I never would have been in this position. I got so angry. Your mom's so Yeah. Awesome. And she wouldn't. Moms. But my mom is right. She wouldn't. She would never have been in that position. She was always financially independent. And I think I was just living in La La Land. I think we all have this Disney fantasy that, oh, once we find the prince and my ex was very charming and very successful. And I thought, wow, I'm, I'm set. You were like living up in the Hollywood Hills. Living, living the dream, you know? And then it just went away. And it wasn't so much that I wanted to be with him anymore because there were so many aspects of the relationship that weren't working for me anyways, but it was letting go of the timeline that I thought I was on. And I don't know how many listeners out there can really like, I'll be 34 in December. I definitely want to have kids. And it was a really tough pill to swallow. Like I'm maybe two more years away from that now because I'm, I'm single and I, I don't know, I am not dating anybody. And you know, you get a date for a year and then get engaged and blah, 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 blah. And it was stressing me the fuck out. Yeah. It was really stressing me out. And freezing your eggs is something I'm taking a look at. It's very expensive. Um, there is something you can do called like a donor cycle where you like freeze half and you donate half and it kind of pays for itself. But then you're donating your eggs, which is a beautiful thing. But for me, there's that I'll have like one of my kids is running out, running around the world being raised by somebody else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do, I do think it's if you donate your eggs, I think it's a very beautiful thing to do if it feels right for you. But yeah, so in my, my new dating relationship, I was putting so much pressure on the poor wizard. <laughs> And it was not my proudest moment, but I, I guess I have to be honest. because That's what we do on this show. I was really drinking a lot and I got super drunk and I went off on him and I made this six foot four man like really cry because I was oh being God. so mean. And I was like, this is not, it's not like me to do that. It's not like me to drink that much. It's not like me to get that mean. It's just, I mean, you guys have known me for years. I don't, really get mean. And he was really, he he was, I have to take a step back from this. He is, this is too much for me. And so I had a week where we weren't talking to really analyze everything. And I just realized that I have to let go of the timeline because it's stressing me the fuck out. Yeah. You know, I thought I'd be getting pregnant in the next six to eight months. And now what the fuck? I think there's, you know, if one more person was going to tell me like, oh, women are having babies in their 40s all the time. I'm going to like fucking smack a bitch. Like I didn't want (laughs) to hear that anymore. I was angry. Right. I was angry. And I didn't want to be an older mom. I wanted to have kids in my late 20s or my early 30s. And that to realize that that just didn't happen and that's not my life was fucking hard. Yeah. And I think, you know, for anyone out there, like in that position, it's like, it's a fucking hard pill to swallow. Like all, almost all my friends are like, are having babies or have had babies or they're married. And I'm like, how the fuck did I make these choices to like end up in this position at my age? I'm an artist and, you know, creative person and blah, blah, blah. You can make your excuses, but really at some point you just have to fucking be responsible for your choices and make peace with them. And big theme of my life right now has just been surrender. When I was able to go through the process of like truly forgiving myself is when I was able to fi- start finding some peace. I'm still, I'm still, 
I'm not going to say I'm like 100% there yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. Right. But I've I've really processed it and I was able to have a conversation with the wizard, really like let him know that I'm letting go of that timeline and I'm just going to actually enjoy getting to know him rather than being like, yeah. we need to be married in two months. Yeah. like, nobody wants to date that chick. <laughs> right. No, nobody. Like, you are currently my donor for my child. Yeah, basically. Right. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now, you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. Okay, so hold on. So you get drunk. You like have this moment where you spill your heart out and you're kind of mean. This six foot four man is bawling his eyes out. Yeah. You guys take a week apart to self-reflect. You realize I'm going to let go of this time. I was really being a bitch. And he was just like, whoa. So after that, so obviously he, you, he welcomed you he back in his back. arms. Yeah, we, we, we hung out and <laughs> there were things that he'd been trying to communicate to me that I just could not hear. I was like, nope, I deserve better. I deserve for you to be obsessed with me. I'm fucking a magical goddamn unicorn. <laughs> so what, what tools did you use to, I mean, I'm just. Sur- surrendering sounds yeah, really well, great, but like, how did you I got you coaching. Get there? I, I talked to I talked to a couple people that I really trust. I got coaching. I have a life coach. I've done a lot of transformational work where I'm able to like self reflect and look at things and identify the gaps in my life. Like I've I've spent many years like practicing, but I was able to like you know the wizard came over one night and in the transformational work I do, there's this tool called like recreation where I was able to just really listen. And put myself in his shoes and get where he was coming from and also share with him the breakthroughs that I had had, like the realizations that I'd had through the coaching and the self-reflection that I'd done. I let him know that I really am truly like giving up the timeline. And it was also spiritual work that I did. You know, I'm reading that Gabrielle Bernstein book, Super Attractor, which is Mm. phenomenal. I'm loving it. You gotta, at some point, trust that the universe has a fucking plan for you. Right. Fuck. Otherwise, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. Yeah. So I had to be like, okay, universe, what the fuck? I guess you have a plan for me. I'm going to fucking get on your timeline. (laughs) Because you can't live a life of regrets, right? Like I've made the choices I've made. I've had an extraordinary life. I've done incredible things. And it's time to be a fucking responsible adult again. I was living in La La Land a little bit. I'm going to tell you guys a funny story about the first night the wizard and I got back together. Like, okay. so we, we we were just he was he was still like, well, maybe we should just be friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I totally like put on like a silk nighty, and I was like, let's have the conversation oh <laughs> in a silk nighty. And then and then we decided we we're gonna watch a movie. And I'm like watching this movie, and then he gets up. He's very analytical. He like pauses the movie. He gets up at one point and he goes, "Okay, I've been thinking about it, and I really." Um, I've put thought into this. I think we should have sex. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, but I thought you wanted to be friends. He's like, I think it's okay. I think we can have sex. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) 
So like we did. I, I'm just wearing this we, silk nighty so casual. I didn't want to be friends. Are you crazy? I was like, I was like, but we're not friends. We're definitely more than friends. I was going to say, I fuck my friends. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh my God. That's true. You do fuck your friends. It was so hot. The sex was so hot. <laughs> I bet. It was like makeup sex, you know? Um, the best. The, I like angry sex too. Yeah. I, does that make me fucked up? No. I think no. it's hot. I think angry Do you like to be choked a little bit? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Do you spank a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. There it is. Um, <laughs> oh, sugar. So what steps forward have you taken yeah. from this breakthrough of like, okay, universe, I surrender? Yeah. So um, one of the things that I've been creating with one of my dearest friends is that we live together. She has Aww. this great place in, in Mar Vista and we created it. So you got a new place. I got, you got out. Your I, place. I, I, got out. Your I just place. moved out. And logistically speaking, it was probably not financially smart. But I know me. And I was like, I have to start taking action. Otherwise, like a leap of faith. I just have to take a leap of faith. So I just, I moved out. I'm living in this fucking awesome place now. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I work best when there's a fire lit under my ass. So I was you- like, okay, next thing's next. I need to double or triple my income. Okay, great. So I went out and I, within like a week, I had like three job opportunities. Wow. And one of them I'm really excited about. I realized like with my music and everything, I'm making a slight pivot because of this new job opportunity. And like, again, it's time to be a responsible adult and still have the freedom to follow my dreams. You know, sometimes, you know, I know Marie Forleo, she talks about how like she was bartending and doing all this crazy shit while she was like getting her coaching business up and running. And I just think about that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Totally. And it doesn't mean you're giving up on your dreams. And so I had to kind of like swallow that pill also. I was like, give up the timeline, give up any story that I'm giving up my dreams. Like, it's just time to be a fucking responsible adult. And maybe I'll have to work a little bit harder than I ever have in my life. But I'm kind of like game for that. Right. And excited about that. It's interesting too, because you talked about like surrendering, but at the same time being really responsible for making things happen, which you would think like, I'm going to surrender. Yeah, no. And everything's going to come to me, universe, without the actions. Oh, no, fuck. That doesn't, no. It's not like surrender and sit in your living room and hope something happens. You have to take, you have to take action also. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, and you took actions and then it sounds like magical opportunities started to show up. Like, it's really interesting the things that come out of the cracks once you've like Mm -hmm. cracked open and you're like, okay, I surrender. And whatever comes through, like, yeah. you don't want to just take anything. Well, and it was right? like, it was like, I, I, part of it is clarity, right? Like, I was really clear that I wanted to work adult hours. For so much of my life, I've worked weekends and evenings. And I was like, no, fuck that. I want to work nine to five. I want Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I want, because all of my friends have those hours. I want to be able to hang out with them on the weekends. I want this amount of money. These are the things that interest me. And then I just started sharing that with people. And my yep. friends were like, oh, I didn't realize that you wanted that here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. I'm at my sister's house. I'm watching TV with her. And she goes, did you see this ad on Facebook? This guy's looking to add someone to his team. And the description was me. Yeah. And she, But she never would have shared that with me had I not been sharing with mm-hmm. her the new level of clarity around what I wanted. Well, and you did this before you found Mr. Wizard. You'd had a list of all of the qualities you wanted in a man and they had to meet. I did, yeah. Right? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, it's, it's called a, a blueprint for a loving lifetime mate. Yeah. And you write it as if it already exists and you read it every night and I did that. And it was crazy because I kind of forgot about it and then I found it after I met him and I was like, holy shit, he has like everything except for like one thing. Well, you sent it to me. Yeah. You sent it to Sugar. Mm-hmm. And so like yeah. we were all in the listening for someone like that to show up. Yeah. 
You know, and I also think after your breakup, you did something that maybe the majority don't do, which is you kept your pussy turned on, right? Like a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, we know true. that that's our true. pussy, that's our sacral chakra, that's where manifestation happens, that's where you, that's where life happens, that's yeah. where creation happens. Of course, if we turn our pussy off, it's really hard to manifest anything. Yeah, especially and some, in your mom and dad's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the thing I think is so dis- <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, no, we should take a moment. <laughs> I mean, this is like a huge acknowledgement that you kept your pussy turned on staying with mom and dad. It shows I mean, what's yeah. possible. But for, the, yeah. but, but for the record, I am so actually super grateful that I so have grateful. the type of family my that God. I had a soft place to land. And I yeah. say I was living with my mom and my dad, but I had my own floor, my own bedroom. Like it was a pretty cush like situation. Yeah. And I'm I'm super lucky and super grateful to have had a place of course. that I could recover and masturbate every day and still. masturbate every day in <laughs> for sure. I don't know if I could do that. If if there's anything that I've learned is how important it is to stay connected to to your source and to your pussy, even if it doesn't make logical sense. Because every time I've tried to make a logical decision, it's not worked out. But when I check in with my pussy and I check in with my source and I have practices, like one, a couple of the practices is I do this meditation where you ask your guides for help and then you journal. And sometimes you write the most random shit, but it's the messages from your guides. When I when I reach out to other people and I say, what should I do? What should I do? I'm always left upset. I think if this breakup has taught me anything, it's I've found myself again. I found my voice again and I've found my power again. I was never really proud to be kind of a kept woman. It's not who I am. And I will never sacrifice parts of myself to make a relationship work again. Someone's got to fit into my life. Someone's got to be all those points on the blueprint. And it's just time for me to focus on myself and the babies will happen and the marriage will happen when it's meant to. And I have to enjoy my life in the meantime because I'm on a different trajectory than some of my other friends and that's okay. You just got to make peace with whatever trajectory and whatever timeline you're on and continue to have practices to get centered in your joy and to get centered in your happiness. That's the road to happiness is to fucking listen to yourself. Like really listen to yourself. Amen. Yeah. That's all I got. Right. And that's kind of a lot. You kind of fucking crushed it and you're killing it and you have a new fucking dope house. You got this like new potential crazy sick ass job. Like, I'm excited for you. I know. I'm kind of jealous of you. I'm excited for the first time in a long time. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's like you get to, it's like you're alive again. I feel like myself again for the first time in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's super inspiring. Aww. It's pretty you cool. Just gotta, you're and just walking like, through hold, it. I'm holding my pussy right now in the studio too. I just realized that. I'm like, as I'm saying this, I'm holding my pussy. I thought yeah. you were holding your energetic baby. No, I'm holding my pussy. I see that now. Yeah. yeah. The baby comes out from there. So kind of. It's kind of, yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Well, I love you guys. Love you. Oh, I super love you. Super inspiring. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, this is like real shit. Is real shit. So, yeah, if there's anyone out there that is, you know, in their 30s or even their 40s and wants to have a baby, anything is fucking possible. And don't let people be annoying and be like, eh, yeah. like, fuck that. Fuck them. Listen to me. We got this. And whatever the fuck you want to create is totally possible if you're centered in your source. And that's really what I'm present to. Mm. Yeah. And on that note, Quitterati, we we'll, love you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, 
only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it's very much appreciated and thank you. <laughs> 